What's up, hot messes? And how rude of me to interrupt my own show. But I had to because I can hear that busy brain of yours going cheetah chatter. And I have something new that I've created for all you ladies that are really struggling with what, who, and how to shop on the grams. Yes, on social media. Do you ever overthink what to post or scavenge through your phone to find a pic to just randomly post, no idea when to do a live or what the fucking IGTV is. Your email list is dead and hasn't heard from you for like ever. Now, I get asked all the freaking time, Marilyn, how do you have so much time to pour into social media? And the short answer is I don't. And that is because I have a system, well, a strategy. Yep, you heard me. It's a strategy that I came up with for you because guys, you know me and my organizational skills. All your posts for the month ahead can be planned and scheduled out to save your brain cells on the daily. Save your time not having to think, what the fuck do I post today? Building that community authentically while boosting that engagement. So yay to no more posting random tuna salad pics once a blue moon when you sell bikes because Susan, it's no wonder that no one gives a shit about your random salad pic. I have your back, people, and this strategy that you can buy actually freaking works. I've popped the link in the show notes for you, and wow, 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 I cannot wait for you to give it a go because it's basically giving you the key to organization and mapping out your social media posts in just a few hours of the month for the whole month ahead. You even get a step-by-step guide walking you through this whole journey and process and can be applied to any business, service, product, doesn't matter. So yes, all you ladies selling poop freshener, you can even use this. Okay. Enough about my freaking amazing tutorial and strategy and my map, whatever. Back to the show we go. Hello and welcome to The Woo in Food. I am your host, Marilyn Rosano, and I help women in small business create flow in meal planning, routines, and small business strategies with ease by taking the overwhelm and thinking out of the no-time juggle. Start recording so I don't forget. There we go. So it's recording now. So... Hi, Mel. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you, Marilyn. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. I know. We both kind of um, cross paths over Instagram as you do. I feel like everyone that I've interviewed, I've like friended on Instagram. It's like I've got this whole bunch of like cyber friends. It's kind of (laughs) sounds freaky and weird, but amazing. But we both love a purge and a declutter. And I think that we've yeah, we kind of connected over our organization and OCD as for all the people that are like you weirdos, you wouldn't be listening to us if we, you thought that, but um, do you want to tell my viewers a little bit about you and what you do? Yes. Well, I am uh, what some people call very multi-passionate, but my main thing is decluttering. So I'm a declutter coach and consultant and primarily um, online. So sometimes I go and help people declutter their houses, but I do a lot of online content. Um, I'm working on a course at the moment. So keep an eye on that. That'll be my signature course. that will be launching in the next couple of months. Um, I've also got a podcast called Simple You, where I talk all about decluttering and minimalism and basically um, trying to simplify your life so that you're living what I call your true life. So um, it's where you're 
happiest, where you're living um, your passions and you've got more time for the people and um, things that you love to do and spend time with. So, yeah, I'm really passionate about helping people um, cut through the crap in their lives, basically. Yeah, love it. Um, you can drop reveal, as much yeah. swear words as you want on my yeah, show. Yeah, to fine. reveal what's... Well, usually I say crap because I'm usually quite PC on my socials, <laughs> but <laughs> I might start dropping some F-bombs after talking with you for a while. Sorry, 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 everyone. Sorry, children. <laughs> Yeah. Do you feel that Marie Kondo, did you, did your career kind of spark pre or post Marie, do you feel? Uh, post. So um, I actually, well, this is one of the books I talked about in one of my recent podcast episodes. So it was called um, Five Books That Changed My Life. And her book was one of them, even though it's not my favorite. I've read a lot of books since then on decluttering and minimalism. Hers is, I wouldn't say hers is my favorite, but it was recommended to, to me by a friend and I read it within two nights. I just couldn't put wow. it down and it just resonated with me so much. And I think it was because at the time I was stuck in this place of, you know, I'd had my second baby. Mm. She wasn't yet a year old and I was just overrun by stuff, mainly toys and also my husband's stuff because he's not the tidiest person and he never declutters anything. So, you know, I was just, you know, wearing clothes off the the dining table so you know I just dumped the laundry on the table and I wouldn't have time to fold it so we're just like you know picking outfits off the dining table every day stepping over toys everywhere you know at the time my son was five um so he had a lot of toys and trains and cars and things Mm -hmm. and I just thought you know something's going to change my friend recommended this book and then I just started calmaring my house which is quite extreme I actually did do the full calmari I know I did I did a lot I mean I did what I could to serve me and my house and the space but it's so funny that I look back and I'm like you are crazy bitch you did it when you had a like I think I was I don't know if I was heavily pregnant or I had a new who the the fuck does that (laughs) right you look back and you're like but I feel like in those situations when you are so emotional um, and exhausted that that's when you kind of take charge and you do what you got to do to yeah. just clear. And it's for your it's for your health, your mental health. Yeah. You're just so feel- fed up. Something's got to yeah. give. Something's got to change. And that's what it was for me. And it looks worse before it gets better because. Um, Mm-hmm. you know, I was categorizing stuff, you know, this stuff is getting donated and I was planning to have a garage sale. So my front room was just full of boxes and bags of things that was, it was ordered chaos. Like I knew, you know, different categories and my husband was stepping over stuff thinking, what are you doing? You've just made it worse. You're pulling stuff out of mm. cupboards. But I said, no, no, you just, you wait, it's going to get better. I did have that garage sale and I donated, donated heaps of stuff, sold some stuff online um, and I started documenting my decluttering journey on YouTube because I was just so passionate. It was fun and um, I wanted to share it with other people because it was having such profound benefits for me. Even just, you know, that, that first time you clear out a drawer or something and, and manage to organize it with what's left, you just feel so much lighter. It's like a literal Absolutely. weight has been lifted off your shoulders. Absolutely. And I wanted to share that with other mums who were struggling. And it was also a creative outlet for me because I was on maternity leave for the t- at the time with my daughter. Um, so I started a YouTube channel. Um, my YouTube channel is Simply Mel. It's still there. Um, I don't post as regularly now that I've got the podcast, but um, mm-hmm. there's a whole library of videos where you can actually watch me decluttering, like my kitchen, my bathroom, my bedroom, my clothes. Um, I feel like the visual aspect helps a lot because some people are visual, like just naturally, and they need to see 
what you mean and how it's sort of done. So I love that. So definitely have a watch yeah. of that. And it's motivating but, watching other people. Like I yes. like watching cleaning videos because it, it motivates me to get up and clean my house. I know. We're, we're weird. We were like watching cleaning videos, cooking videos. <laughs> But it's true. It is comforting. And when you resonate with the person and they speak in your language and your tone and speak from where you're at as well, which leads me to my next question. Like what are some, you know, common, I'm going to use the word symptoms that you find the women describe themselves feeling when they come to you? Mainly overwhelmed and overrun and um, disorganized. So it could be that they can't find things. Um, they're always cleaning up and tidying up. I mean, you need to do a certain amount of maintenance, but when you're overrun with too much stuff, you find you're just constantly moving stuff around, trying to make space. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of people will go out and just buy storage stuff to contain and hide the stuff without actually decluttering. And that is just, you're just putting a Band-Aid on it then. Um, you're not solving the actual stuff problem because usually it's a stuff problem, not a exactly. problem. And that's, yeah. we were just discussing this on your podcast where we were talking about like step number one, like people try and buy appliances, try and buy storage containers, try and buy, buy and get things to fix the problem. But really the problem is that they're holding on, they're hoarding to something. Like if it doesn't serve you, you're not using, get rid of it. You know what I mean? If you do need it down the track, you can get it again, but nine times out of 10, like you don't even remember what you bin or what you cull or what you get rid of. So I love that about you and that we share that same philosophy is especially when like when it comes to the pantry or whatnot, you just got to definitely purge and cull and get rid of what you do not use and what doesn't serve you and what doesn't work for you. Yeah. And it's about um, being prepared, as you're saying, and, and that's what I love about your meal plans. But see, my husband will decide that he, well, last night he decided he wanted to cook potato croquettes because he oh saw Oh my God, that was so funny. MasterChef <laughs> Junior. You didn't eat watching them. That. I didn't eat them because he, t- well, I'm like just intolerant. He ended up putting a whole lot of milk and cheese in them because he put too much milk in. So he said, I'm going to try and thicken it up with cheese. And I'm like, I can't eat that because it's going to make me sick because I'm lactose intolerant. So apparently the kids loved it though. It was good. It was a success. Um, um, so it was fine and I admired his but he just gets these crazy ideas and he'll just run out and buy every single ingredient he needs for a recipe without checking what's in the pantry first so we'll end up often with duplicate spices or herbs and things dried herbs Um, so now I think I've managed to train him to to double check but still sometimes we'll end up with double ups and I'll be like why it's like just ask me ask me do you have like just ask me I'll I'll cross off like Italian herb like there's always Italian you know what I mean those kind of things like that yeah I know and especially when it's something we don't use very often or it's or we already have one from the last time he decided it was a good idea to cook a new recipe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that's and my struggle. Sitting, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's very so hard. I, I'm the sort of person who will try and, you know, I only have one type of flour. So I have plain flour. And if I need self-raising flour, I'll just add baking powder to make it a, 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 a self-raising flour. Um, yeah. One sec. I've just got to plug my charger in. <laughs> that's all right. As you do. Don't worry. I know Thank we've you. been chatting for ages. <laughs> so that then leads me into the next thing so obviously you're saying that women come to you and they're feeling overwhelmed and flustered hot mess is very similar to how the women come to me as well and you know i feel like they come to us for a reason and they're really getting something else do you know what i mean or it's it's making them anxious and 
what I find, and because I've I feel like this many times, you feel like a failure failure as yes. a mother because particularly if you know you're at home, even part time or or full time, doesn't matter what it is. Um, you feel like your job is to, you know, make the home a calming, tidy, pleasant place to live in. And if you feel like there's disarray and mess and chaos around you, you feel like you're failing your family. Exactly. And I feel like now, like, get a, like, do not, do not make it about you. It is what it is. But just acknowledge it, be okay, because you're not alone. And I'm sorry, but if anyone says that they have that kind of home, it's bullshit. And secondly, just reach out and get help. Girl, like we are so open. Like we, you know, I have women always like DMing me or like if I can help you with something that I sell, whether it's a planner or whatnot, I'll pop you onto that. But you're not alone. Like these are all, and I think that's what our podcast, they're, they're making movement. But this then goes into the false beliefs. So what are some common false beliefs that these women have about themselves that is causing these external symptoms? Because I know for me, women always say, Marilyn, I'm not as organized as you. And it's like, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Like that's bullshit. I wasn't born and I didn't get a like a needle or a vaccine that was, that was labeled organization. You know, this, yes, I have to say my mom, you know, was somewhat organized and I did grow up with that influence. However, I have close friends who came from a shambles of a home. Like I'm talking like they like would have get hives thinking about it and they're nothing like that. And they've just learned because you know what? They're like, I don't like this. I've acknowledged it. Okay. What can I do first to fix this situation? All right, let's purge. Okay. Let's do this. Blah, 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 blah. And getting help and not being ashamed to be like, oh, I'm just not naturally in staying that victim mentality. So what are some common false beliefs that, you know, women have when they come to you? Uh, well, that, that what they're doing is not good enough. So I think the quest for perfection is a huge one. And I always say done is better than perfect. Absolutely. Um, and we spoke about this just before in your podcast episode where, you know, we both feel like we don't need to have a Pinterest worthy or Instagram worthy looking pantry. I mean, my pantry is behind two closed doors. So occasionally people might see it if they come over for, you know, dinner or a snack or something, but usually I'm not even in the kitchen with me anyway. Um, no one's going to see it apart from, you know, my own family. And of course, if I take a picture for Instagram or, or mm-hmm. film it for my YouTube channel, but I'm not interested in making it look pretty just for the sake of it being pretty and, you know, looking like the home edit. I love the home edit, but I don't aspire to that. It's it's very hard. And unless you have like from personal experience, I have the world's smallest freaking kitchen. Like anyone that knows me personally will be like, yeah, she's like when she says small, she means like really fucking small. And I had to make it functionable because I am a cook and I have children who have snacks and all that shit. I had to make it functionable to work for our household. And that's what I want to like let people know as well. Make it work for you. And we did speak about like how I kind of culled out my pantry and I've got another episode, but do you want to kind of like touch base a little bit on how like you perhaps like organize or give some tips for people like who do feel yeah. like a failure and a shambles? Like where do they start? Like where, what's one thing or a few steps that they can do to mm-hmm. like, you know, see the results? Yeah, well, with anything that you're um, looking to reorganize, I always start with decluttering um, because you need to you need to cull first because, as I said, usually it's a stuff problem, not a storage problem. So you always need to start with taking out everything. And if you've only got like five minutes, just do it category by category. Just do it by, you know, sort out your, your shelf by and shelf. Your herbs. Absolutely. Yeah, shelf by shelf or if things are kind of in loose, like I have a spice 
draw where mm. I keep my dried herbs and spices. If I only only got five or ten minutes, I might just do that draw, for example. But you might just do canned goods or your pasta or your rices or whatever, whatever chunks of time you've got. Um, I think people procrastinate because they think, oh, I'm going to need a whole afternoon to do this, and I don't have a whole afternoon to do this. So if you can break it down into micro chunks, um, that is a good place to start. But yeah, shelf by shelf is a good one too. And then take stuff out and I categorize it into, you know, whatever you want, you know, canned goods, pastas, rices, snacks, things like that. Clean out the shelves and then put it back using what you've got to reorganize it. Um, I don't think, you, you know, unless you really want to, you know, you've got the budget and, you know, you really do want to give yourself a nice pantry makeover. Otherwise, it's really not necessary. Use glass jars, use old coffee, you know, coffee containers. That's a good one. I saw um, that too. The yeah. Makona jars are pretty yes. good, like just full. And Makona jars actually look kind of nice too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, baskets, if you've got deep pantry shelves like me, use um, baskets that you can sort of slide in and out of the shelf as well. Um, I've got about four videos on my YouTube channel that actually show me doing all this stuff. So because I've reorganized my, you know, every time, every now and then it needs a bit of a clean out and a bit of maintenance, particularly during the pandemic when your husband goes out and buys things like spam <laughs> and corn carrots and corn oh my God, spam. You know, canned oh. carrots and potatoes and things. And you're like, what did you buy this stuff for? And I actually, I don't have this spam. problem. Oh, uh, awful. Um, like, yeah, but we just ended up with too much stuff because he'd just gone, you know, and when he goes to the supermarket too, you know, as you do, and a lot of people do this, even I've been guilty, you you, have, you buy stuff that's not on your list, intending Absolutely. to use it. Um, I also look at stuff that is, um, you know, I look at all the expiry dates. If it's expired, expired, out it goes. If it's near expiry, I either put it in a use first basket and usually it's on my countertop so that I see it. If I put it back in the cupboard, I won't see it. It'll be out of sight, out of mind. Um, and I'll make a conscious effort in that week to use those items first. Or if it's something where I think, no, I really, I don't know why I bought this thing. Why am I going to use it? And it's still good. Um, I'll either donate it or usually I'll know someone who will take it. But, you know, I've given food away, like unopened packets of food um, on my front porch. I've just advertised them on the, like a free local Facebook group yeah. and people take them. And some I think our daycare also charity. does food runs as well. Like obviously not expired yeah. stuff. I'm not giving expired. That's No, no but no, um, things that, stuff. no, no, no. But things that I'm like, I'm not going to use it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I've got too much of it. And yeah, I'll just definitely give it away. So when people come, they're feeling like shit, overwhelmed. You've given them some tips and tricks and, and they're getting to do this. Now, this is where I've kind of seen people go off the rail, the maintenance, because, yeah. Do you have any kind of tips on keeping kind of on top of it, but not obviously overwhelming or adding too much yeah. work? But how do you kind of manage and maintain that? Because I've seen some, you know, people then just relapse and go back to the way they were. Yeah. Well, my big tip is before you go to the grocery store, always shop for your own pantry and fridge first. So when you're planning your meals, and again, planning is key. And this, I know mm -hmm. you've got some great meal plans and that you have through your subscription, your member subscription. Um, it's key just to plan what you're going to cook and then check what ingredients you have first. And sometimes I even just devise my meals based on what I already have to start with. Sometimes it's based on what I know will be on special at the supermarket. Of course. Um, but I always aim to use as much of what I can that I already have in the house so that you don't end up just buying more and more stuff because, again, you're just going to end up with a stuff problem which will cause you to be disorganized. Um, so that's one tip. 
The other tip I would say is um, I try not to have too many different ingredients. If I've got, Mm. you know, similar herbs and spices, like I don't have, you know, hundreds of different herbs and spices in my herb and spice drawer. You know, I'll, you know, if I don't have nutmeg, I might use cinnamon or cloves instead, something similar. If I don't have thyme, I might just use rosemary. Um, There's a lot of baking recipes where it you have to use vanilla bean paste or vanilla essence. I just have one and use Me it too. for both. I have plain flour and then I top it out with baking powder, make it self-raising flour if I need to. Yeah, especially um, if you're not of, using it all the time. Do yeah, you know that's what, what self-raising flour is, is, you know, a raising yeah. agent added into the flour. Um, so things like I'll that just, to keep minimal. Yeah, I buy it like if I have to do like a pasta or something, then I need like a different kind. But I, I completely like, yeah, I definitely agree. Do you have a way of like organizing maybe a fridge as well? Because I know the fridge gets out of hand too. Yeah, mine's I, not too bad. No, I think because yeah. we, I can see what's in there. And, and I, again, it comes back to your meal planning. I know that I'm going to use those ingredients up usually by the end of the week. But if I don't, there's certain things that I'll either, even vegetables like carrots and celery, I've been known to to get ones that are, you know, getting, starting to get a bit beyond it and chop them up and place them in the freezer so I can throw them into a bolognese or casserole um, so that I won't waste them. Um, But limp vegetables, you can make any sort of veggie curry. My husband hates vegetable meals. So I make this vegan curry recipe and I throw some frozen raw prawns into it near the end for him. (laughs) <laughs> I like prawns too, but I could I easily it just eat it as a vegetable curry. Yeah, yeah. but so, that's nice. Yeah, that's look a good at the idea. things that are dying. And I always move, you know, always checking expiry dates. When I when I come home from the grocery store, I always move the old older stuff to the front and put the newer stuff behind so that I'm always using what's in front first, which I know is going to expire first. That's key. But yeah, I have things that go off and, and things like that. We all do. I mean, forget. sometimes yeah. you just forget you've bought it or like you've bought it because you knew that someone was maybe going to pop over. You had intentions to make something, then plans cancelled. Mm. And you're like, yeah, I'm not going to really make that just for us. So I, I totally get that. And I think this is what I mean. It always comes down to the like a different cause of the real issue right and I've always get it people like you know we don't plan blah 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 blah. but it's like you know there's so much benefits in just taking and carving out a little bit of time to eat organize and declutter for example because long term you're going to wear the clothes that you you know that you have and not forget that they're there you know it's easier yeah. when you go to fold and pack your washing it's easy because you know there's a spot for them you're not jamming it into a drawer yeah and you, you know? can always find what you have and I think that's what's good about keeping your pantry simple you know exactly what's in there so you're less likely exactly. to have wastage um yeah we did touch base on some staples in your podcast episode which I think is amazing I might ask yours as well but I was we were talking about like what are some kind of key staples that we have in there in the pantry or fridge or wherever that we can that we always have that we could reuse and I was saying that I love always having like arborio rice because nine times out of ten if you do have limp veggies going or whatever or there's some meat or protein or whatever it may be in the freezer you can make like a a risotto with that or a passata because you can nine times out of ten whip up a quick pasta sauce or tuna for a tuna pasta same thing as pasta same thing as flour you know keeping those staples rice noodles i suggested as well and pearl couscous because you can make salads or a side dish what are some of yours because i love that we touch base on that (laughs) um i always have tin tomatoes because yeah i love throwing those into bolognese and i always get angry at myself if I forget to buy them I don't have enough of those so I always buy them on special mm-hmm. um tinned corn 
or even frozen corn because I love adding corn to salad or side um, as a side vegetable because I'm always trying to make sure my kids get enough veggies and corn is the one thing they both you know one of the few things that they both love and it's easy just to throw frozen corn into the microwave and steam it as a side I love all frozen vegetables actually because yeah, if I'm particularly busy, I know I've got vegetables, but then if I'm not sure how much time I've got to cook, I'm not going to worry about vegetables going off in the fridge. Exactly. So I always have usually peas and corn are my staples. Um, edamame beans too. I love those as a I snack. love edamame. Oh my God, I recently went out for Jap yeah. and they had um, truffle edamame. Oh my God. Truffle garlic, truffle, and they were charred. <gasps> so good if you haven't ordered them before go to a good japanese i've seen you with the elephant is it the elephant garlic too yes elephant garlic yes you actually order that in don't you yeah i order that that's new south wales um organically grown and definitely if you guys like don't buy that shit from woolies or well actually woolies does do good australian but that shit that you find in a net you know like the net for like three bucks that stuff is bleached and crap definitely get organic and get australian that's different quality. It's amazing. Are you going to shoot me if I say I have the the crushed garlic, the jar in the fridge? <laughs> I think um, I think that serves its purpose. I find a lot of my Asian friends use that, and I think they use that predominantly in like when they make their dumplings, um, yeah. especially the soup dumplings. They oh, no, I the throw into everything. I yeah. Can... <laughs> and then if I if oh, I buy no. fresh garlic, you know, sometimes by the time I find it, it's like sprouting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it that way. Oh, <laughs> so we put the jar stuff in the fridge, but um, it's easy. Yeah. It's quick and, rice, and easy. Of course. Yeah, I have yeah. a slow cooker, so I like basmati rice because it's it's sort of lower Me too. carb. Yeah, um, but I have microwave brown rice just because brown rice is takes longer to cook, and um, it sticks even to my rice cooker. It's a pain to clean my rice cooker bowl. Yeah, um, and if I want to make a quick fried rice and I don't have fried rice is best used with day old rice and often I don't have enough day old rice so I use brown rice my fried rice my parents will cringe but you know I use the microwave packet stuff <laughs> we are changing brown and microwave but brown rice is healthier too and it fills up my kids it is more. it is um we love like there's some traditional like you know obviously Italian or Middle Eastern um where we stuff capsicums and traditionally that is with like a mince and rice but um or like the stuffed eggplants and yeah, a brown rice is so it's, it's a really nice alternative because it's not as stodgy as well. So it kind of holds everything a lot nicer and doesn't taste as mush as I would say, but yes, I love that. Which then goes into my next question because I always ask my guests, what is your go-to can't be fucked meal (laughs) that you can share for my listeners? So if they're roaming in and out of Woolies at the moment, because my podcast comes out on Mondays, thanks Mel. I'm going to make that now (laughs) because... well yeah it's um, my microwave brown fried rice but if I have day old rice like leftover I will use that instead but otherwise brown rice because I like something filling and healthy Um, and it's bacon and egg fried rice basically which my Caucasian thing thinks that's so cool you know bacon and egg anything but I call it bacon (laughs) egg fried rice because that's how my dad makes it he actually does it with bacon and egg so you just heat some oil in a pan you throw your eggs in first I know a lot of people throw the eggs in at the end of fried rice but no, no I like I do it first like you big bits of egg you make like an omelette first and then you take it yeah, out well I don't it? even make an omelette I just kind of chop it up so it's kind of like scrambled eggs chopped up like you know chunk, obviously more cooked than scrambled eggs but it's not like a flat omelette that you have to cut up it's just I chop it up with the spatula in the pan I just 
go at it in the pan obviously a non-stick yep. spatula because uh, i use a non-stick pan i don't even use a wok um my wok got wrecked and i didn't replace it so i use um a big fry pan which my parents will cringe again but i, I hardly ever apart from fried rice I don't, I don't do a lot of stir fries anymore so I know. I've got um do you use on the stove like on the yeah, stove a fry pan stove. yeah I've got an electric um big banquet fry pan and I love it because yeah, I mean use that for yeah frying as well I just like, feel like minimalist, so I don't want to have like tons yep. of different pieces of yeah. equipment um so you cook the egg set that aside take that out of the pan set that aside then you cook your bacon you can add onion if you want either spring onions or I like chopped up red onion because it's milder on my tummy my husband and I um have sensitive stomachs so I use red onion I fry the bacon and the onion I put in my rice which is already being microwaved um I also steam like usually it's frozen peas and corn the peas Mm -hmm. and corn mix in the microwave and I add that into I fry it all together with um tamari soy sauce I use the gluten-free one I like it and um yeah just to taste and then I add the egg in. Do you have sesame oil? Do you use sesame oil as well? You can. I don't have sesame yeah. oil because I don't use it that often. Um, okay. You can use olive oil or any oil you've got really. Yep. Yeah, I usually use just olive oil because, again, I'm, I'm minimal, so I try and keep the number yeah. of different things <laughs> and ingredients to a minimum. Um, yeah, and then you just heat it through to the eggs warm through again and then done. Yeah, Beautiful. Love it. And sometimes I'll get those little um, – steamed pork buns the frozen ones i love these. them and I'll, yeah. I'll steam on the stove and serve that with it my son loves those you know my son loves it too but he's so fussy yeah. about like the filling he's like it's not red enough mum like he really likes the proper well, like the legit. red bean curd one yeah no no i think it's the pork barbecue pork ones but oh, okay. sometimes they're not as barbecuey if that sort of makes sense like they're more yeah. I don't know. It looks a bit more paler or stewy like inside. And he's like, he's so sensory. I don't know that kid. Like I'm not even joking. He will look at cheese, smell it. If it's provolone, loves provolone cheese, smell it. And if it's not the right kind from the right deli, he knows he loves goats. He's very, um, it's like not normal, <laughs> but he'll know. He'll say, mommy, it's not the right one. And I'm like, oh my Kids God. Just... no, right. They have. Yeah. They're like, what? They're like yeah. Yeah, I know, but nothing goes past them. But now I'm craving yum cha. Also, I was watching the Celebrity Apprentice last night, and there was a yum cha challenge. And now it's made me. I haven't <laughs> been to yum cha since before COVID, like because we I don't know. go out as much anymore. Yeah. So I, I was thinking I should go to. Um, Which Chats one do you World. go to? Oh, Chatswood, yeah, Ding Tong Food. Uh, I'm not sure what it's called. There's one in the Mandarin Centre. Yeah, yeah, I like that one's really good. Um, last time I went, where did I go? Oh, I think I went to. Oh, I'm not going to say it. I went one place and. I think the MSG they used just did not go down well. It just oh, went no. straight through. So I know when there's like, yeah, heavy loads of MSG. But the one in Cabramatta is really good too. Yeah. I have been to Cabramatta. Yeah, I'd like to. We used to um, go to Carlingford a little bit when we lived sort of closer out that way. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a good one at the Castle Hill RSL. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or your, your peeps that live there. <laughs> I'm, I'm nowhere near there now living on more yeah. than beaches but we used to I live know. out sort of you know rideway so yeah um the guy who used to own our favorite restaurant in north ride chinese restaurant he sold it but then he became the manager of the castle hill rsl oh. and we went there and he he was so nice he was like making sure he had all the best of what we'd ordered and then oh. he came out and gave us all this free dessert and my husband and I, because we only had one child at the time, we're sitting there having to eat. We were so full, but we don't want to be rude. So we're eating all the dessert. My 
I was like, I can't eat anymore. So my husband just stuffed down about six mango pancakes. I love <gasps> and we left mango and my pancakes. Husband was like, that was so nice, but I'm, I feel like I'm going to be sick now because we didn't want to like leave any food on the plate because he'd given it to us, you know, complimentary and we didn't want to be like, food. just have a doggy oh bag. I know. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, I just, I I've got my, my close friends are Asian and every time like we go somewhere that's, it's usually always Asian because I just love exploring other cultures and it's something that, you know, like when it's authentically done, I love tasting, you know, different cultural food. And I just say to them, like, listen, you order what you kind of would order because I would obviously order Western stuff because, I mean, I don't know, you know. Um, and once, yeah, they got the chicken feet and I was like, <laughs> tastes great, but I was like, I just can't spit the knuckles out. Oh, you can. It's polite to spit your food out at Yamcha. <laughs> I just was like, oh, my God, I'm eating chicken feet. I just couldn't get past it, but, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like it. I like the chicken feet, but no one else will eat it with me. So, and I don't want to eat like because they come out in a plate of three, and yeah. I want to eat three of them. So usually we don't order it if it's yeah. if, if I go with my family back home in New Zealand, we order chicken feet. And I'll have one, but yeah, my, my husband then. and kids won't eat it. So I don't. Well, order next it. time we go out, we'll get the chicken feet. Okay, no, we'll we, share sh- it. we should meet up for yuncha. Yeah, in a Costco <laughs> shop. I've never been to Costco. <laughs> oh, trust me, I don't know, but like, I'm not the right person to go to Costco. If you are ever on a budget, do not. You'll probably go home and get divorced after I've gone with you. <laughs> Because I just know, I'm like, oh my gosh, and this is great. And you need to get this and you need to get that. And before you know it, I swear, like you walk out, it's like $700. You're like, what did I buy? <laughs> well, I bought four a, items. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be a reverse minimalist after going to Costco with you. <laughs> I'll corrupt you. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> anyway, oh, Mel, it was a fun. pleasure chatting. But do you want to let um, my listeners know where they can find you, where you hang out, um, yeah. and all the things? Um, I hang out on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so on Instagram, it's Simply Mel01. And Facebook, it's Simply Mel. I have a website too, which I'll, I'll send you to put in the show notes before below. Um, that's uh, Simply Mel um, Living. And yeah, and, and you can find me on the podcast on all major podcast platforms. It's Simple You Podcast. And I release an episode every Wednesday. Oh, it was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really Thank appreciate you so much it. for having me. It's been a real pleasure. We'll have to do this again. So we'll know. have to catch up in person now that I know you. Yeah, we'll have to have chicken feet. We'll post a picture of chicken feet. We'll just <laughs> fan ourselves with it. Everyone will laugh when they see it. Oh, <laughs> All right. It. Thanks, okay. Mel. Thank Ciao. you. All right, ladies, thank you so much for another episode. I hope you loved it. And if you did, please subscribe. You can also join the free Facebook community group, The Woo in Food, and find me over on Instagram at rasanos.casa. But until next episode, ciao, thank you, and take care.